today I'm sharing with you all of the information that I gave inside of my private free membership community over on Facebook. If you haven't joined yet, you absolutely should. Now, all of the information that I shared with them was live from the little nook in my bedroom and I answered questions that they left me inside of the Facebook group and the whole thing stems around how I do my planning over the weekend to make sure that I have a successful week every single week. Yes, my week is productive, but my week is also successful. They also asked questions about the chore system that I use for my kiddos, how I get my kids to want to play independently so that I can have alone time, my thoughts on one-on-one time with kids and how to fit that in during the day is all in there as well. And if you have been curious at all about how I make sure that I cross all my T's and dot all my I's and the systems that I have running so that my motherhood ship can kind of go on autopilot for me throughout the week so I can focus on being intentional with my kiddos instead of being um, reactive. I really, really try and focus on being proactive with my kids so that I can fill up their love tanks so I can make eye contact with them, be in a really intentional space in motherhood. That way, whenever it's my time to turn them loose and let them go, I can really focus on the things that I need to get done. All of that information is shared with you here in this bonus episode. I will let you know that the audio is much more quiet than what you're getting right now. So you're going to want to turn up the volume to be able to access that information. You can also be sure to join all the rest of our Facebook Live trainings and Q&As and chit chats that we have. All you have to do is go down to the link in the show notes and you can join our completely free, awesome, supportive motherhood community. We have girls in there talking just constantly about what it looks like to be able to get meal planning in place, how we're feeding our kids, how in the world are we, how am I actually maintaining this ongoing system of working from home and now homeschooling um, while schools are closed at the same time and just how am I making it all work and I really dive deep into making sure that you guys get to implement what you're learning from this podcast there inside of the membership community. It is being hosted in a Facebook platform inside of one of the mem- inside of one of their groups, but I really, really gear this as a membership community, as if you were subscribing and paying to getting access to all the information, but it's completely free. I want you guys to be succeeding in your journey through motherhood. I want you to learn how to be proactive instead of reactive. I want you to be productive. I really want you to be able to get a good idea of what your fundamental needs are and start prioritizing them so that you can feel completely confident, have more time and have more peace in your day. I hope you enjoy this episode and you can look forward to more of my Facebook lives here on the podcast, but next time with a little bit better sound quality. Systemize your life with Chelsea Joe. That's me. And this is a podcast for modern women who are eager to live with more meaning and less overwhelm. We're about to tap into some fiercely meaningful relationships, bang in organization and time management strategies, and a rock solid plan for our personal well being with functional systems to those problems 
we all go through. Girl, if you feel like you're watching life go by from a window on the Hot Mess Express, then it's time to roll up your sleeves, dig in, and get your life out of the chaos and into confidence. The most important things that I do over the weekend and why I do it over the weekend is like I just mentioned, so that whenever Monday comes, it's a completely fresh slate. So I start with my house as clean as I can possibly get it. Everything is picked up and put away. There will be things that I want to get cleaned throughout the week. So this week we have to clean vanities and we have to clean the toilets. I need to vacuum and I have some laundry to do. And that is on my cleaning list for the week. Those are the things that I have to clean. Now, right now, my house is, is totally the way that I want it to be. Everything is put away. I'm starting Monday with no distractions in my mind on what needs to be done in the house. And I know what day of the week I'm going to be doing the cleaning that I just rattled off to you. So the fundamental needs that I have in my life, the things that I put on autopilot that I focus on planning, over the weekend are my specific grade eight and cleaning is one of them. Every single weekend I sit down and I put on a calendar my, the things that I know that I absolutely have to get done or I'm going to be a basket case. These are the things that a lot of us spend way too much time thinking about because they're not just kind of ingrained and in a routine and we don't have a system for them. So the system that I have is I get out my Google Calendar and I plug in two hours during the week to do my cleaning. I plug in two hours a week to do any to-dos that I have. That might be if I have a return at Target. A lot of our to-dos right now have been curtailed because of having to stay home, but some of the to-dos that you might wanna do might be a small project or maybe sweep outside or the things in the house that you typically put off over and over and over again because you just don't feel like doing them. So I put two hours on my schedule every single weekend to be able to make sure that at some point during the week, whatever two hours, wherever I put that in, I make sure I get that done. On the weekend, I also schedule in when I'm going to be getting in some kind of physical exercise. My schedule is not the same every single week, so that makes that a little bit complicated for it being every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, or every single morning, because sometimes Blaine's not here, sometimes I'm working, so I just make sure that I get on the calendar when I'm going to be working out. And I put this in my actual Google Calendar that I share with Blaine, and so he can see it and I can see it. The other thing that I put on my calendar every single weekend when I sit down to plan it is a family night or family days. It doesn't have to be at nighttime, but we put family fun on the calendar so that we know that we have our phones away, technology away, and we're doing something almost old fashioned, if you will, that's really dedicated to the kids. It's either a board game, sometimes it's movie, but it's, it's all of us sitting down to watch a movie. Um, this last week we cooked popcorn on the stove top and that was really fun. So we make sure we get family fun. I also make sure that I get a date night on the calendar every single week and that date night does not have to be fancy. It could just be the same thing as family fun. It just means that you and your husband are honoring a time and a space that doesn't have any work. It's not really talking about kids that much. It's not cleaning the house together. It's just doing something where you guys are just connecting, where you're just talking about 
kind of life and being husband and wife and just kind of hanging out. Sometimes it's board games or card games or whatnot. The other thing that I put down on my calendar um, is uh, when I'm going to do my grocery shopping and my meal prepping. Hey, Allison. Um, thanks for joining me. I'm going to get to your question after I go through what I plan every single weekend. So Allison, right now I'm kind of going through some of the things that I put on my calendar every single week. You can go back and watch the first half of this, um, of my, the list of my great eight. And every time I sit down to talk about these eight things that I put on my calendar, I'm like, okay, what is it? Um, my personal time, I make sure that I have that on the calendar too. I know when I'm going to have time to sit down and dedicate to my business or to whatever that might be. And then we also have a Sunday sit down that we put down. So every single weekend, I have this time squared away so that I know what I'm going to be planning. Um, let me look at my notes really quick. So the biggest thing that I want you guys to try and start to frame your mind around is you have to take a break from what you do Monday through Friday so that you feel refreshed when you go into it on Monday. So whatever I'm doing over and over and over again, Monday through Friday, which is taking care of the kids, picking up after the kids, picking up after myself, doing my ChelseaJo.co work, all of that kind of stuff, it completely gets put on hold on the weekend. And I know I'm here with you guys, but inside this group, it's a little bit more intimate and one-on-one. -on -one. It's not my editing podcasts and sending emails and posting Instagram posts and all like my workflow, kind of the hustle of it, all of that gets put on hold. I'm completely logged out of Instagram on the weekends and I'm, I'm really totally locked out, unplugged and, and I give myself time and space to breathe from homeschooling, from the schedule and the structure with the kids. The weekends are just our time to rest and I don't have to think about it. I don't think about hustle. I don't think about being productive. I don't think about doing any of that. All I'm thinking about is getting myself recouped. I think about restocking the refrigerator, making sure that we have good foods to eat, making sure that I know what I'm going to be feeding my kids, making sure that my house is back in order. And it's just kind of like, it's, it's a downtime. It's a break from all the hustle that I do Monday through Friday. So that way, whenever Monday comes, I feel ready to go back at it again. Um, when you put this kind of energy into your systems in the weekend, then they start to just work for you during the week. So if you take the time on Sunday to sit down and plan out what's going to go in your kids' homeschool binders, because that's, that's a huge thing right now. That's Frankie's homeschool binder up there. And I got it all done. Um, and it's getting easier for me because I'm doing it every single weekend now. I know which websites I'm printing my worksheets off of and... I have a system in her binder. She has a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday tab, and I know exactly what I'm doing. The first couple weeks I did it, it took me several hours because I was trying to organize it. I had it all laid out in front of me, and now that I'm going through it over and over and over again, that system is easier for me to do every Sunday for her. And now when I come into Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, all I have to do is give her her binder. She knows what she needs to do, and it just works for me. It goes on automation. And so many of you guys are having a hard time right now because your kids are home and they're not normally from home. Crystal, I know your, your kids are home with you all the time because you homeschool. And so you probably already kind of have some kind of idea of when you're with your kids and when you're not. I think I've gauged a little bit from just following you for long enough knowing that I think you have some downtime built into your day for that. Hey, Destiny. Um, 
And the most important thing is that, yeah, you should train your kids to have downtime and not need you 24-7. Monday through Friday, I give my kids a very, very, very strict window of time where I am giving myself to them. I'm meeting their needs. I am really filling up their love tanks. I'm giving into them. I'm helping them understand what it is that they need to do for their homework. And I'm really attentive to them. And they understand that when we go into that next block of time, that mom is like hands off. And I'm there to support them. Obviously, if there's some kind of emergency, I would be there for them. But I, um, they, they know. And one of the questions that you guys sent in was, yeah, it was Allison. You had asked, um, how to encourage kids to work and play on their own. And so I'm going to talk about this right now because it ties in perfectly with, with making sure that there's a segment of your day to where you know that you can kind of unplug from your kids and focus on your business and focus on the work that you need to get done. And I have a couple notes, so there's a couple different options, and you're going to have to see what works best for your kids. But the system that I have and how I get my kids to play on their own is I allow my oldest to help plan her day. So the way that I, she's eight, but this has been working for her for probably the past two years, she gets to tell me, and before we sat down and we worked out what the schedule for um, our homeschooling was going to look like, she told me what it was that she wanted her day to look like, and I told her what I wanted my day to look like, and then we compromised and we wrote a plan together that worked for both of us. Uh, I always pick their favorite activities that they love to do, and I do not let them do them in the morning. So we get up, we have breakfast, their beds have to be made, her hair has to be brushed, her teeth have to be brushed, and um, then she can come downstairs and we have breakfast. From breakfast until kind of that quiet time of the day, it's nap time for my youngest, but Frankie doesn't nap anymore. So then she goes into the activities that she said she's really looking forward to doing, and I have a stockpile of things that I know that she likes to do. So I recommend you grab a, a notebook or just even make a list of the things that your kiddos really like to do and do well independently and have those prepared. That's, that's the part of planning on the weekend. Like I have a basket in the garage that's prepped and ready to go for Frankie that's full of like all this earth stuff from outside that she collected and she's going to make an earth collage. She gets lost in that kind of stuff. And I'll get two hours out of her, maybe even three, with zero technology. She won't want the iPad, none of it. And I have that prepped and ready to go for her for whenever I have to sit down and I have to get work done on Monday at nap time. That's going to be Frankie's activity. So obviously each kid, you're going to want to know them and you're going to want to know what activities and get their advice. What Ask them, what activities do you want to do? What excites you? What are you looking forward to doing today? And let them know that they get to do that at this time. And I promise you, whenever it's time for you to go work and they have something that they're super looking forward to doing and they haven't been able to do it at all, they're going to be out of your hair. So that's the number one way that I make sure that Frankie is entertained. And when all else fails, she uses the iPad. It's not all the time and it's not for hours on end, but she does get technology from time to time. Let me see what my other note was. Oh, and the other thing that you had mentioned, Allison, is talking about um, 
just being able to use that time for one-on-one with your kiddos. I, I think that having time one-on-one with kids is super important. And now that I have two kids, I realize how incredibly different the kind of love that we give to them is. And it's really hard for me to give the kind of really strong physical affection that Bailey May needs for me when Frankie Joe's around. And it's just nice to just have 10, 15 minutes. But that I don't put any pressure on myself to give my kids one-on-one alone time if it just doesn't fit because then it makes me more stressed and it makes that one-on-one time not work as well. So like I don't rock my kids to sleep. Well, my second one, I did my first one, but I did not do that with my second one. But every once in a while, if I haven't had a lot of one-on-one time with Bailey, I'll sit and I'll rock her before I put her to bed. And that's just enough connection for her to know that I'm there for her and for her only. And same with Frankie. If we haven't had any one-on-one time, I give her a good solid 10, 15 minutes before she goes to bed at night because Bailey's already sleeping. And so I try and be really creative with where I'm going to get that one-on-one time in. And I don't have a tried and true um, every single day I spend 15 minutes with every single kid. I just make sure that I'm being cognizant of filling up their love tanks and making sure that I'm connecting them. Frankie her love language is very much quality time and so just making sure that I go out of my way to play Barbies or to do the do the activity that she likes that's good for her Bailey she wants you to hug and kiss and cuddle and just like lay and cuddle with her that's her thing she loves touch and affection so that's what I would suggest um always make sure that you put the least desired activity that you want your kids to be doing first thing in the morning it's when they have the most energy it's when they're the most well fed it's when you're going to hold their attention the longest. So obviously homeschooling first thing in the morning, that's what we've been doing. She gets her binder done. Um, and I break that up with some physical movement, some physical activity. I have our PE or our move your body segment and some art that breaks up the actual academic work that they're doing in the morning time. And then they just, they get to go run and turn loose and do what they do. Um, The other thing that you can do to let your kids kind of entertain themselves is get really comfortable with letting them be bored without technology at all. And the less toys that my kids have and the less technology that my kids have, the more comfortable they are finding something to do and getting lost in it. That can be really, really hard. And it's a it's hard for us because there's like this nagging for a really long time where they're asking you for things over and over and over and over again. And that leads me to my next point, which is to just know how to set boundaries. Blaine, Blaine struggles with this a lot because he just says, all right, he says yes, and then nothing ever ends up getting done. And when I'm home alone with the kids, I get all kinds of stuff done, but he doesn't have the ability to say no to them and let them go figure out how to be bored on their own. Hey, Lori. So um, that I think is a really big thing. If you are 100% prepared and you know Monday through Friday that you are giving your kids a chunk of your undivided time, you're not on your phone constantly, you're not juggling your laptop, you're not doing a load of laundry, you're not doing all the things the entire time, then you're gonna be giving them your undivided attention and that's going to give them that desired connection that they're looking for so that whenever you have set the expectation and they clearly know, hey, it's mom's turn, right? Because if your kids are old enough to not be napping, they should be old enough for you to have a conversation with them about, hey, this is gonna be mom's time and this is gonna be your time. And then you're gonna let them go and do that activity that they've already communicated that they're really looking forward to doing. 
Okay, so let me go to the next question. It's Angel, I don't know if any of you guys have submitted questions because I, there we go. Okay, I'm getting used to this platform here. All right, so here the other question is from Angel and it is about um, the chores system and how I handle chores. So I do wanna answer this question because it ties into how I plan and what I plan for on the weekend. So with my kids and chores, we approach it a little bit differently. And the reason is because when I was growing up, we had to do chores because we were part of a family and we didn't get paid for them. We didn't get allowances at all. And I felt like that was a really big missed opportunity to teach me some serious, um, hard and fast rules about finances that I've had to learn on my own. And I want that to be built in with my kids. So I take chores as an opportunity to teach my kids the, the biblical principles that we believe in about money and then also the entrepreneur aspect of money that my husband and I are very, very passionate about. So again, chores with my kids starts with a conversation. I ask Frankie, what do you like to do? What, what excites you? What chores um, do you get excited about? And she made a chore list. She did write out all the things that she likes to do. And I wrote out all the things that I thought were appropriate for her to be doing at her age. We sat down at the table and we wrote this all out together. There is no expectation in our house for Frankie to complete a certain amount of chores every single week. And the reason why is because there is an expectation for her to respect the shared space that we all live in. And that means picking up after yourself. That means in your bathroom, which we've struggled with this, there's not toothpaste everywhere and there's not Kleenex all over on the bathroom floor. That's not respect for the space that you live in. And when you disrespect the space, you, you get one try to clean it up on your own and then you start losing the opportunities to have that space on your own. So the shared respect is kind of that thing that I grew up with where it was like, hey, you live here, you have to help clean up too. So I communicate this very sternly and when it comes to running a tight ship, I'm definitely a, a tight ship. Hey, Sophia, thanks for joining. I definitely have very high expectations of my kids to pick up after themselves. And that really helps me to not have to do as much work all the time of picking up after them. It does take a lot of reminding. I know so many of us get frustrated with how often we have to tell our kids to pick up after themselves, but, um, I need reminders too. And I think that they're young and reminding them is okay. Getting into power struggles with them is not something I would recommend. So the first thing that I definitely think that you should do is sit down and write out a list of things that you, that they feel like they are good at and that they would want to contribute to the family. Now, during that two hours of cleaning that I block out every single weekend when I sit down and I plan out my week, I do that when my kids are awake and my kids are present and my kids help me. There is an expectation for them to be there and for them to help me. Hey, Lisa, thanks for joining. Um, and just so you guys know, they're joining a little bit late. You'll be able to go back and you'll be able to catch the whole thing. It'll just be posted in the group later on. So this system that I have for chores very much so looks like 
they help me and I help them. And if they don't want to help me, then I'm not going to be there to help them. And that's very Montessori driven and our kids are in Montessori and it's just this philosophy of you leave the space better than the way you found it. So if you came into the kitchen and there were a few dishes there, don't just wash yours, wash all of them. It's that kind of concept. And we just do that little by little by little in an age appropriate way. When I add in the layer of this whole entrepreneurial aspect. So with Frankie, she gets to choose if she wants to help. Like today I was doing a couple loads of laundry and I asked her, hey, do you want to help with laundry? And she said, am I going to get paid for this? And I said, is it on your chart? So there is a list of jobs that Frankie Joe can do that I decided would be helpful for me as if I was going to hire somebody and then we negotiated what the cost was going to be. So 50 cents, she gets 50 cents for folding laundry. If she puts it all away by herself, she gets another 50 cents. That means I don't help her at all. Like I am hands off. Then she also has to invoice me for it. I make her write me an invoice, you guys. She has to write down the date, what she did, and how much she's charging for it. And she has to sign it and she has to give it to me. And then I have a week to pay her. And the reason why we do that is because I want her to think, constantly be thinking of opportunities to make money, how she can use her skill sets to make money. And it helps me and it helps her. Now, another layer to the chore system that we have in our house is I get to, thanks Sophia. Sophia's like, great idea. Um, I also, Blaine and I have also sat down and told Frankie Joe that until you're 18, when you earn any amount of money, 10% of it will go to a tithe and 10% of it will go to a long-term savings account. And the rest of that money, you can do whatever you want with it and mom and dad have no say. So because we started this with her very early, she has no qualms about it at all. She loves it. She was like, oh my gosh, all this money's mine. She didn't even care that she was really taking 20% and putting a portion of it to the church and a portion of it to her um, to her, her bank account and her savings. So that's why we choose to do chores the way that we do. And I have never had any issues at all. So the, the premise of it is that there is a shared expectation and mutual respect for the space that we all live in. You don't come in here and run amok in my bathroom and I don't do that in yours. And you also don't make a mess of the bathroom that, and the toilet that I just cleaned for you, all of that kind of stuff. So that is, that's my chore system. Um, all right, so I do wanna talk a little bit more about what I plan for on the weekends. So like I said, I right now I'm currently doing the homeschooling folder. And so in that folder, I make sure that she's getting a math, a language, a science, a couple different things. And I have some resources on my blog for where I'm printing those worksheets from if you guys are struggling to find resources for that. I also am getting the girls out of the house. Now it has to be early in the morning because it's like triple digits now. It's so hot and the pools are still closed. But so we do get out and do some kind of learning out in out of the house and that is not always possible so if we're in the house i try and do something a little bit more interactive so it's not just book work to get them kind of excited during that time in the morning um we're just doing what i've planned out so this if you guys haven't seen this is the binder that i have for frankie joe and i just set up tabs on the side um, 
and it's pretty straightforward. Bailey May, I printed out just like some random papers and she gets to do homework too at the same time because she's too little. She's two and a half. So um, I do some interaction and some schoolwork with her at the same time too. Um, so that's what we do. And I plan for that on the weekends. That's all set and ready to go and I don't have to think about it at all until next Sunday. Then the other thing that I plan for is what I'm going to be doing in my personal time. So I have my planner, which I left over there. I didn't bring it. But inside my planner, I have exactly what I'm going to be doing in my business for the entire week. I have all of my social medias laid out, everything that I'm going to be doing in um, emails, everything that I have to do. If there's any bookkeeping that I have to do, all of that stuff is all laid out. And I know exactly what I need to do whenever I go into that, that time frame. Hi, Iris. So I plan everything that I do for uh, ChelseaJo.co is all planned out in a website called MeisterTasks.com. And it's kind of like Asana or Trello or Monday.com. And it's a space where you can just organize projects and it's very visual. And that's where I have my workflow laid out. And um, I already talked in the beginning of this that I plan out my grade eight every week with Blaine. Like today on Sunday, he's not home. So what I'm gonna have to do is go through that and plan it out all out myself. And then we'll jump on a FaceTime call tonight to kind of go over it together. And then obviously my meal planning that I talked to you guys about. And I think the biggest struggle for moms right now was the last note that I had was trying to figure out how to make all of this work. Like it sounds so super simple for me because I've been doing it for so long and my kids are accustomed to it, but I really want you guys to be able to start implementing this into your lives and you have to do it layer by layer by layer by layer. I'm, I am very committed to doing the work that it takes to be able to get the results that I really want and that truly is the big golden ticket and all of these systems that I could give you guys they will work if you put the time and energy into making them work I want my life and the energy that I'm putting into my life to be proactive instead of reactive and yes I'm still working my tail off as a mom but it's it's a different kind of hard work I'm not constantly exhausted I'm not constantly behind the eight ball. I'm not constantly responding and putting out fires with my kids. There's just this proactive, I understand what they need and I prep for it on the weekend. I make sure that I know what is about to come at me Monday through Friday and it's a lot and I get everything I need situated on Sunday. And if something during the week doesn't go the way that I wanted it to, or it was really bad, like last week, I had a hard couple days. Things did not go the way that I was hoping they would go. And I had to sit down and say, why didn't this work the way that I wanted it to work? And I made some notes and I'm just going to fix it next time. I'm going to make adjustments, I improvise, adapt, and overcome and make sure that this next week that I'm going into, I don't do that to myself again. Make sure that I know, hey, the reasonable expectation for sitting down to, to tackle a huge project that I've never done before needs to look like A, B, and C. So this week, I'm going to make sure that A, B, and C happen. So start very, very small. Start with this weekend. If it's just the meal planning, 
get your meal planning done. Listen to my meal planning um, menu board system. There's an episode and there's also a, a companion blog post that goes with it. And it's all over in the group right now, but I can repost it in the comments of this so that you guys can access it directly. Get your meals situated, know what you're feeding your family, have enough snacks on hand for your kids. And then also absolutely make sure that you know what your kids are going to be doing for school right now. And, and even when they're not in school, even in the summertime when you still have a business to run, you still need to know what they're gonna be doing and you still need to use this system that I use where it's give your kids the love and the attention that they need in the morning and then let them go play and let them go be on their own and explore and be creative and, and do what they've been looking forward to doing all morning. Use that, even if it's not schoolwork in the morning, have something else that you're having them do in the morning with you and be strategic about it. Sit down and write out a plan. Monday, this is what we're doing in the morning. Tuesday, this is what we're doing in the morning. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, this is what we're doing every single morning. Put your schedule up out in the, uh, in the living room or in the kitchen. I have a schedule and Frankie knows. And it's not time bound. It's just, these are the things that we want to get done in this block of time. And when those things are done, we move on to the other block of time. And give or take, we know that lunch and quiet time and nap time happens sometime between 12 and one o'clock. Without knowing that and without sitting to regroup every single weekend and look at what went wrong and what went well and put that down in an actual plan, I'm lost and I'm an utter mess every single day of the week. So I hope that this guy, this gives you some kind of insight towards what I'm doing (laughs) behind the scenes on the weekend. I'm printing papers and I'm putting them in a binder and I am sitting down and I'm looking at the work that I want to accomplish between now, like actually looking at my calendar. What work do I want to accomplish between now and next week? And I, and I write that out. I block that out. I'm either doing it in the morning before my kids get up or I'm doing it in the block of time um, during nap time or during quiet time. And if it's a worst case scenario, I ask Blaine if I can have some work hours in the evening. and. I work after the kiddos go to bed if I have to. So you just have to get creative and you have to be strategic. You have to be willing to put in the work to make these systems start really working for you and make that shift into into coming out of what you used to be in and coming into something that's actually working for you. There's not really any magic trick other than you have to be super dedicated and you have to put the time and energy into it. So. I'm so excited for those of you that came and you hopped on and you, oh, hold on. Allison's asking me a question. Oh, Allison said, I'm working on my very first grade eight, but it's actually a fab five. Yeah, awesome. So fab five is so fun because um, we, like I said, you guys, I really hope that you do download, I have a workbook for your grade eight and we, that's what we schedule every weekend is our grade eight. So now Allison has a fab five. Perfect. Perfect. Like Blaine has some weird coined term for every number as we were going through it and we were trying to figure out, are we going to have 10? Are we going to have four? Wait, here's another one. Wait, we don't really need that one. He had like the spectacular six and the fab five and the super seven and then the great eight is what we ended up with. But yeah, Allison, I can't wait to hear, maybe share in the comments after this, what your fab five were, if you are comfortable doing that. Um, Cause it's always neat to see what other people 
are prioritizing as the absolute fundamental things in their life. And when you make it a point to make sure that those fundamental things in your life are getting your attention, that's when all of the busyness starts to fall away. And my business coach that I work with just shared this huge thing, Stephanie Gass. You guys see her in this group every once in a while. And she's a work from home mom and she loves all these systems. And um, she, she really just puts her heart out there all the time. And I love learning from other people that are doing that. And I hope that you guys are able to do that for me too. But she's really talked lately, and I've read about this for a long time, about just this mantra of being busy. And I'm, I love the unbusy part of life. And what we're going through right now, being stuck at home and, and all this, has been just my kind of way of life. And when you can go through my workbook and figure out what your fundamental needs are and start making those a priority in your life, you're going to see that at the end of the week, you're not frustrated and sad and hopeless, really. I remember feeling extremely hopeless before I started doing this. Just like, when's it ever going to end? I specifically remember asking Blaine, are we going to have to do this until our kids are like grown? Like, and, and just with Bailey, thinking about how long it's going to be until she goes to kindergarten. I'm like, I don't want to wish her life away like that. And so that's why I started coming up with this. And it's been, it's been a game changer, you guys. Such a game changer to be able to know if, I, if Blaine and I do these eight things every single week and nothing else, we are so happy. We are so happy. And that means I know what I'm saying no to. Oh, you want me to go and do this? Well, let me look at my calendar. Nope, I can't. And, and there are times when I'm like, oh yeah, it's fine. I don't need to do that. And I find out later on that that was a really bad decision. Like, I'm just like, well, that totally stinks. Now we have no food in the fridge. My kids are hungry. I don't have my school binder ready to go. They're up my butt. And I have all of these things that I need to get done. And so guess what? I am biting their head off because I'm frustrated when I had all the power in the world to fix that, but because I didn't say no to all these other things and I wasn't disciplined and committed, now I'm just stuck in this horrible place. So Allison, I'm really, really excited for you to start this. So you're gonna have so much fun figuring out just how important your Fab Five are to you. And we, as this has gone on, Blaine and I have added a few things to it. And we thought about changing it from the great eights to the divine nine, but we actually ended up just putting a couple things all into our Sunday sit down. So we plan our week. We ask each other a set of six questions to know how we can pray for each other and know how, what was hard for them this week, what was, what brought them joy this week, just to kind of time for us to reconnect. And then we also go over our budget because we started a while back uh, the paper envelope Dave Ramsey system, <laughs> which it's so great, you guys. So that's part of our Sunday sit down too. And um, just feel out your Fab Five. And if there, if you need to make tweaks to it, do, do that. You know, make adjustments as you need. Just be really committed to getting your Fab Five on the calendar and just do them without fail just do them and don't do anything else unless those are done and it's going to be so amazing 
Okay, guys, I am going to wrap up. I can't wait to meet in here with you again. Um, leave it down below in the comments what your favorite part of this live was. And if you have any questions as you're going back and watching this, please leave those in the comments too. Bye. Hey, before you go, if today's episode was meaningful to you, I know it will be for others. So please head over to iTunes, subscribe, then leave a review so more women can join our community too. And did you know that you can have an incredible impact on the women in your life? That's right. All you have to do is share what you learned today. Take a screenshot of this very podcast, tag me, and post it in your stories. What do you say we make a mighty breadcrumb trail for all the other women around us so we can make a change to the culture of how we care for each other and ourselves? I'll look forward to connecting with you over on Instagram. Until next time, on Systemize Your Life with Chelsea Joe.